Did you know that within a decade, women will hold $30 trillion in investable assets? Yet somehow, only 19% of women reported feeling confident in selecting investments that align with their long-term goals. Our friends at InvestHer are out to change that. InvestHer Con is the number one premier conference for women in real estate, and it's happening June 2nd through the 4th in Austin, Texas. InvestHerCon is not just another real estate conference. It's a transformational experience focused on real estate investing, business strategies, and self-care tactics, all designed to help women take control of their financial futures. Gain the knowledge and skills you need to grow your portfolio and build a sustainable business, all while connecting with over 500 women who are playing at the same level. To learn more and to get your tickets, visit InvestHerCon.com today and use the code 100BESTEVER to get $100 off your ticket. That's InvestHer, H-E-R, Con.com, promo code 100BESTEVER to get $100 off your ticket. Well, as a property manager, when I come to my owners with a potential tenant, I give them a, a really good description of you know, what happened when we met, the things that we talked about, um, you know, if they've already filled out an application, you know, I'm already telling them what their credit scores are and where they work and how long they've been there. You know, do they have pets? You know, all, all of the things that go into getting to know. Are you ready for the best real estate investing advice ever? Join Joe Fairless and today's best ever guests as they share it with you. It's the best ever advice with none of the fluff. Let's go. Every once in a while, there comes a service that revolutionizes an industry. And I am proud to say that our best ever sponsor, Cozy, is that service for landlords and tenants. Cozy simplifies the rental process for everyone. Simply put, Cozy makes it easy to collect rent online, to screen tenants, to order credit reports, to do all the things that you are currently doing manually but to automate it so that you can focus on more important things like growing your portfolio this year. The best part is that Cozy is completely free. It's free. There aren't any minimums, there aren't any transaction fees or monthly payments. No other service on the planet offers this to you for free. And one of the things that I love about Cozy is that Cozy automatically collects and transfers the rent so that every month, you don't have to worry about forgetful tenants forgetting to pay you the rent. You can actually receive that rent automatically in your bank account, no questions asked. So you can say goodbye to paper checks, late payments, and all those lame excuses. And here's your chance to simplify your life and make more money. Join me and sign up for Cozy at Cozy.co. That's C-O-Z-Y dot C-O. Hello, best ever listeners. Welcome to the best real estate investing advice ever show. I'm Joe Fairless, and I'm here with today's guest, Don Brennigan. Hi, Don. Hi, Joe. Glad to have you on the show, and I'm excited to talk to you. Don is joining us from Raleigh, North Carolina. She is the owner of Trailwood Realty, which is based in Raleigh. Uh, Trailwood Realty focuses on property management and real estate sales. Dawn's been in the business uh, for over 10 years, and she's an owner of rental property. Uh, plus, she's also a pool shark, and she's going to talk a little bit about that, too, um, for her interesting facts. So with that being said, Dawn, can you give the best ever listeners a little bit more background 
on what you've been up to and what you're focused on now. Yeah, absolutely. Thanks, Joe. I'm excited to um, be here talking to the best ever listeners. Um, I got my start in real estate back in 2002 when I got my license. Um, I graduated college 2001, so I was a pretty young real estate agent when I started. Um, I worked in new home sales for about 10 years and did that until the market got soft and actually probably a little bit past when the market got soft and twiddled my thumbs sitting in a builder's model for quite some time before I decided to open up my own company. And so I started Trailwood Realty back in 2010, doing both sales and property management. And, um, and I've been doing that ever since. So I'm excited to have taken that leap to, to go work for myself. Um, I'm also a real estate investor. I started investing in properties in 2004. Um, I bought my first house in 2003 as a personal residence and eventually turned that into a rental property and did that um, another time after that too. So I'm actually up to, to five single family homes now. Um, been enjoying that too. So I kind of feel like I've got my hands in everything right now. And before we dive into the meat of it, you've been on a trip to Vegas for your pool <laughs> skills? Yeah, my friends like to call me a pool shark. I'm actually not that good, but <laughs> I played on a pool league for a little while and um, had some good partners and won a couple of local tournaments. And in winning these local tournaments, they send you off to Las Vegas to compete nationally. So I did that twice. Um, we did not win nationally, but it was it was fun. And Las Vegas is one of my favorite places to visit. So I was excited to be there. Absolutely. Every, every time I go to Las Vegas, my goal is for the trip to pay itself. And that happens about 20% of the time. Oh, that's um, awesome. So, I've, I've well, never 20, walked 20, away with money. Yeah, really? <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm always waving goodbye to my money as I oh, fly I, out. I, I feel like everyone I talk to is like, oh, yeah, every time I go to Vegas, it, I just, I at least break even. It's like, man, it happens like one out of every five times I go. And well, you I actually got paid playing, to go. So I can be up by thousands of dollars, but, you know, I just stay until I lose. <laughs> it's, 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 the gambler's <laughs> the mentality. <laughs> Well, I am. I I think it's really fascinating um, to 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 hear about your story with, well, starting as a real estate agent when you're 23, and then quickly. Yeah, it sounds like you started in 2001 ish. Is that right? 2001 when you graduated. Uh, 2002 when I got my license okay. and then got my first job in 2003. And, and so, and then very quickly in 2004, you started investing in property. Mm -hmm. So, yep. what what made you decide to get into the game that quickly from an investor standpoint? Sure. Well, in 2004, my parents actually sold a property that they owned free and clear and had a lot of capital to deploy. So they asked me to help them um, purchase a couple of things. So actually, the three of us went in together on two properties near NC State, which is a local university in Raleigh. And um, it was also the area that I was living in at the time. So I was just comfortable with the area. I, I knew nothing about nothing, you know, as far as investing went or barely anything about real estate at the time. So, you know, it was just kind of by a stroke of luck that I picked two decent properties for the three of us to go into. And how did you identify the best properties to invest in? You know, at the time, like I said, I was I was living in the area. You know, all of, all of my friends were young. Some of them were still going to NC State at the time. And they, um, you know, I knew in that neighborhood there was a lot of competition to get rentals because they were complaining about not getting a house time after time. So I just kind of knew that there was at least a lot of competition in this neighborhood for single family homes. So. Right. I figured, hey, why not buy two houses here? So find where the demand is based exactly. on your knowledge of the market and then, you know, make it make a solid purchase. And, mm -hmm. and then I imagine it's a buy and hold approach for, for you. Yeah, definitely. Based on your experience in real estate, what is your best real estate investing advice ever? 
screen your tenants very carefully. If you're going to do rental properties, the biggest thing you can do is just screen your tenants. You know, you want to make sure you're checking their credit, their criminal background, you know, Google them, check them out on Facebook and LinkedIn, you know, really know who you're renting properties to. Um, I try to do showings myself so that I'm the one who's actually listening to them as they're walking through properties. You know, I like to hear their comments on what parts of the houses that, you know, they like and, uh, you know, it really... uh, gives you a good idea of who they are as a person. I try to stay away from people who have sob stories. Um, you know, there, there's some people who walk around and it seems like uh, there's a rain cloud that follows them everywhere they go. And I try to not get myself entangled with those kinds of people. <laughs> Absolutely. And, you know, I, I know there's, there's uh, it, it tends to just kind of sn- have a snowball effect. Um, but it's crazy if they had the different approach from a psychology standpoint and it was uh, more sunshine, then lo and behold, there, there'd be more positive things in their life. Oh, absolutely. I had one tenant where I swear he was in a car accident every month. <laughs> <I was> like, <laughs> <laughs> How does this happen? Yeah, yeah. Well, with, um, you know, with, with the properties that you're, you said you like to do showings yourself and you like to screen you know, screening tenants properly is your best advice. So let's talk about some specific ways that you screen your tenants. What, what are some tips? And you mentioned listening to how they talk about the different parts of the properties. I find that interesting because I've never heard that before. What do you mean by that? Well, um, like I said, my rentals are near NC State and we get a lot of young people, you know, some are students, some are just young working professionals. Um, but it's a lot of roommate situations. So, you know, I, I I listen as they walk out onto the deck. If they're talking about, you know, where they're going to put the keg for their next party, you know, I try to, um, you know, just kind of file that into my mental, <laughs> you know, <laughs> my mental filing cabinet there and just, uh, you know, just pay attention. Like, I don't mind if people have friends over, but, you know, if it sounds like they're going to have ragers every Friday and Saturday night, you know, those are probably not the tenants I want to rent to. You know, and, and it's just something you have to be careful about when you are in a student population. You know, it's definitely more prevalent. If you have a property management company and you're an investor, and ex- let me let me rephrase that: if you hire a third party property management company, how do you make sure that your property management company is listening into those types of things and screening the property properly on your behalf? Well, as a property manager, when I come to my owners with a potential tenant, I give them a a really good description of, you know, what happened when we met, the things that we talked about, Um, you know, if they've already filled out an application, you know, I'm already telling them what their credit scores are and where they work and how long they've been there, you know, do they have pets, you know, all all of the things that go into getting to know somebody better. Um, I've had owners who wanted to meet the tenants if they're a little uncomfortable and, you know, anything that the owner wants to do to, to feel better about that decision, I think is great. Um, it is ultimately up to the owner who we put into the house. So, you know, while I can make my recommendations, I always kind of give the final say to them, you know, and if they've got additional follow-up questions for me that I haven't asked the potential tenants, then, you know, I'm always happy to go back and ask those questions. Um, you know, and I try to get the tenants to understand that a lot of these owners are not sophisticated investors who own hundreds of properties. You know, a lot of these people are, you know, people who moved out of their personal residence and then turned around and turned it into a rental property. Maybe the time that they moved was not the best time to sell. 
Um, you know, and I try to make the residents understand that they, you know, they're just working with another person on the other end, you know, it's not a a big faceless company, you know, and so that they might want to have a lot of follow-up questions and to not get offended by them. You ready for the best ever lightning round? Sure. First, a quick word from our sponsor. Best ever listeners, it's 2015. And wouldn't you like to simplify the landlording process and automate it as much as possible while making more money along the way? It's the landlord's dream, right? With online rent payments, applications, and secure credit reports, Cozy makes being a landlord incredibly easy. And best of all, it's completely free. Sign up for Cozy at Cozy.co. That's C-O-Z-Y dot C-O. Okay, Don, best ever book you've read? Uh, Well, one that I read recently was I Shouldn't Be Telling You This by Kate White, who is uh, one of the editor-in-chiefs over at Cosmo Magazine. It was a a fun read about women in business and you know how to rise through the ranks and handle the the balance with family and work and and those types of demands so good book what's something that she tells us that she shouldn't be telling us <laughs> you know i i couldn't even tell you at this point it was probably is that because i i haven't read the book and it's like a secret society you have to read the book first <laughs> <laughs> i told you to have to kill you right uh, <laughs> um I, I can't remember any specifics from the book right now it was a few months ago that i i read it um, I just remember leaving um, leaving the book with a, a really good, just kind of positive outlook on how women can um, be in the workforce and still take care of their kids and still, you know, do, you know, kind of have everything, just maybe not everything all at once. Best ever listeners that know you like audio, so you can go to freebesteverbook.com and get a free audio ver- version of a book like that. Mm-hmm. Okay, Don, best ever personal growth experience and what you learned from it. Um, I would say the birth of my children. I've got a set of twins, um, and uh, they are, let's see, almost three years old now. And I think that before I had them, I didn't know why I was working so hard. And now that they're here, I've kind of figured out, like, oh, this is kind of, you know, what I'm what I'm doing all of this for, you know, is my husband and my two children. Best ever success habit you practice? Um, I would say time blocking. I like to try to focus on one thing at a time as much as I can. Um, you know, I like to close out my email and turn my phone off, you know, depending on what I'm doing, I really like to just give my undivided attention to a certain task just because, um, I think when you try to multitask, you do everything poorly <laughs> and it probably takes twice as long to get any one thing done just cause you're, you know, flittering from this thing to that thing. And, um, I have a tendency to have an ADD personality like that. So I try to really reel that in and, you know, turn off the TV, don't have anything going on in the background and just really focus on getting a task done. And that's uh, a bit more challenging than it was three years ago, I imagine. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> oh, absolutely. My phone is chiming, you know, I've got Facebook Messenger, my emails are going off, I'm getting texts, I'm getting phone calls. And, you know, I find when I stop doing a task every 30 seconds to attend to that ding, then, you know, I just don't get anything done. It takes me hours to just, you know, answer an email. Best ever deal you've done. Well, when I first got started in real estate, I had left a full-time job um, that I didn't make very much money in. I was a psych major in school, and I worked in the field for about a year after that. And um, when I decided to leave that job just because I knew I would never make you know a decent income in that field, um, I went into new home sales. And so when you're in new home sales, or at least for this particular job, you cannot do sales for other people. So you're only working for this builder. And I had a friend who wanted to buy a house, and I said, well, I can't help you, but let me refer it to another real estate agent. And this was right when I had gotten started. She said, fine. I made a phone call to the real estate agent, gave her my friend's phone number, said she's looking for a house, and that was all I did. 
And then about six weeks later, I got a check for about $800. And I was so excited about that <laughs> because, you know, in my previous job, it took me two weeks to make that same money. And in this new job, I literally made a, a phone call and got an $800 check. And I thought to myself, I was like, wow, there really is something to this real estate thing. <laughs> um, you know, obviously it wasn't the biggest deal I've ever done, but it was definitely something where I realized there there is a lot of money to be made in this industry. Isn't it interesting how it's not necessarily the biggest deal, but it's the one that is the most memorable because it probably set you on your course for where you are today. Yeah, that light bulb went off. I was like, wow. I was like, that was a really easy $800. Mm-hmm. Best ever quote. Um, this one's by Bill Gates. Uh, your most unhappy customers are your greatest source of learning. Um, I just like that because, you know, when, you know, I like to think I do a really good job for my clients. You know, if they ever have any complaints, I like to really listen to what they're telling me and not just fix it, but learn how I can, you know, maybe be better across the board for everybody. What's what's something specifically you've learned from an unhappy customer or someone, you know, that the relationship didn't work out in business? Sure. I've, I've learned to be better at communication. Um, I think that when you're busy with lots of different stuff, sometimes you, you know, you're doing a lot of things behind the scenes and in the background to keep everything flowing. And even if it's flowing well, if you're not talking to your client and telling them what you're doing, as far as they know, you're not doing anything. Right. Um, you know, maybe you're just lucky that things are going well or, if, you know, or if something does happen, um, you know, so if a situation does arise, you know, I think if they know that you're doing everything that you can to fix it or make it better, then then that's really all they can ask of you. So um, I've learned to be much better at communication because I really have figured out that that is exactly what the clients are looking for mm-hmm. over everything. It, it, it kind of goes back to perception as reality, right? Exactly. Mm-hmm. Where it's like if, if you're communicating and they're in the loop on every step of the way, um, things can happen that aren't desirable, um, but you're still working at it together. At least they're aware of it versus if things are not happening or if things are happening in the background and they don't know about it it's mm-hmm. like well what the heck's going on and then right. you know we start telling ourselves a story of what's going on and then that could lead to all sorts of things it's a slippery slope yeah absolutely what's the biggest mistake you've made in real estate i would say waiting too long to start my company um i started in 2010 but our market got really soft here in 2008 and i think i wasted two good years sitting in a builder's office thinking that um thinking that the market would get better. Um, I was just too afraid to take that leap and go out on my own. I had no idea if anyone was ever going to hire me. Um, you know, working for a builder, you are basically given all of the listings in that neighborhood. And I just, you know, I just didn't want to leave that comfort zone, even though, you know, even though sales were way, way down. So um, having my husband really helped with that, you know, he works full time, W-2 income kind of thing. So having that stability with him, I think really is the catalyst that allowed me to go out on my own and take that risk. But once I did, everything came so quickly that I was really kicking myself for waiting even those two years. And what's the best ever place to reach you? Uh, my website, trailwoodrealty.com. It's T-R-A-I-L-W-O-O-D-R-E-A-L-T-Y. Dot com and all my contact information's there. Well, Dawn, thank you so much for being on the show and, and sharing your advice with the best ever listeners. I know, you know one of the things, one of the many things I took from this conversation was uh, really listening to the potential resident whenever you're showing them the property. Uh, and I think 
that probably has to do with your psychology major background. Yeah. Where <laughs> you kind of you're you're listening and you're you're hearing not only what they're saying but how they're saying it and uh, perhaps what the intentions are behind how they're communicating. Um, so you're 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 learning the whole story, and I think that's really interesting because as a buyer of real estate. You know, I always want to learn what's the story behind the seller, what's their motivation, what's the property story. And you're basically taking that same approach of determining or identifying what the story is and you're applying it to the resident or potential resident whenever you're um, interviewing them and, and getting them uh, screening their application. I think that's really interesting. So thank you so much for sharing that advice and then your story um, for you know how you quickly... Uh, got up and running in real estate and, and, you know, already have five properties and are well on your way to many more, I imagine. So I am very grateful for having you on the show and we'll talk to you soon. Thanks, Joe. Hey, you best ever listener. Do you want more? Then go to joefairless.com where you'll get tons of free videos, templates and content to help you get deals done. And remember to subscribe to the best ever show in iTunes so you can keep getting your daily dose of the best real estate investing advice ever.